Chat away to you. Smooth hour of to the Make A Mess podcast, the podcast where we discuss creative processes. On the show today, we have John. Hello. Back on the show, John. Welcome again. Back again. Back for your second badge. Yeah. Sneaky. Cheeky. Let's get a second badge. Right. Oh, fuck. I haven't got any money. <laughs> Never mind. Ben, welcome to the show. I'm my scout badge. <laughs> <laughs> we patch at the end. And today, we are discussing creative block. Right. So, boys. Um... Interesting subject matter for the show, uh, creative block, because I am currently having some creative block <laughs> trying to uh, work out a topic of discussion for this podcast. So, um, what is creative block? Well, it's very relevant to today, I feel. Aye. <laughs> uh, so, to me, it's Not when. Not knowing what to do, you've got jack shit ideas. <laughs> yeah, quite <laughs> frankly. <laughs> like, I like it, I'll ask it, because you two in, in the band, so you must have had creative blocks like when you were practicing. Yeah, so we, we used to play in a band together, which I think we've mentioned before, and fuck, yeah, I think every week was a creative block, wasn't it? Leave oh. Armstrong. Oh, yeah. We, oh, actually, yeah, we've had creative blocks with the band name, going from Oversight. Oh, we had loads of names to, to begin with. Dead Valentine. I was thinking oh, about this the other I, day. Very, yeah, this was a proper emo, like, era. How cringy was that as well? Like, oh, fuck. Yeah, Blue Bombshell, then... Skankbox. Skankbox. Every whenever anyone asks what the band was called, I'm like Skankbox. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean, you filthy bastards? Well, it's <laughs> because of the, um, well you might. Yeah. So I, we need to. I think we should give a bit of context. Is that it was named after the if you forgot your kit for PE in high school, you would then have to wear something out of the Skankbox, which was the spare kit box. But if you look up Skankbox on the internet now, <laughs> Urban Dictionary has a very Oh, does it? Yeah, very derogatory term for what it is. So, ignore that. No, I th- I'm going to find out. <laughs> I don't know. Fuck well, Blue Bombshell has quite an interesting, like, background to it, like, the meaning behind it. Well, I think, like, we just kind of bent that to make it fit to what we needed to, to make it well, sound less straight like Straight away it says, did you mean spank box? Spank <laughs> box? <laughs> <laughs> Give me a spank box. Um, a girl that has had so many three ways they cannot count. Nice. Yeah, it's a bit... Bit, nasty, that. Bit nasty, isn't it? Aye. <laughs> to the person. That's not like, what the band's. No, it wasn't named after. No. It wasn't in a derogatory. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, yeah, good good point. I mean, yeah, in the band, we did face a lot of creative block. We used to meet every Wednesday, and I think for a long time, it, it was just rehearsing, trying to work out song structures and things. But even now, like, I don't know about yourself, I still write music and I, I still have creative block. Yeah, to make, if we're taking songwriting as the, the, the point, the starting point, Aye. I think when we were writing songs it needed an initial idea from someone there had to be a starting point from someone uh-huh. this is the riff or these are the lyrics and everything kind of built on that yeah um, it, once you had a starting point it was so would you do easier. the riff first and then the lyrics or would you do lyrics first or would you just do so, like, I never heard like a best practice for this I always think I heard the Beatles it was like Paul McCartney would do the lyrics first and then the music and then John Lennon did the opposite he did the music first and then the lyrics like now writing music, I find it's easier to do the music and build a theme and then apply lyrics to that because then you can get the tone of the song and build appropriate lyrics to it. Yeah. But I think back in the day, because it was just angry punk 
it was just shouting. Like, you were not angry. Well, we weren't angry. You yeah. used a, a duck quack thing. Oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> well, that, that was original, that was. That was original. That was innovation. I, yeah, we, we had a song that began with a duck quack, which has definitely been on the podcast before, so I'm not going to drop it in. But, um... If we, if we actually, if I'm caught here, <laughs> you laughing about the song. Like, it's so stupid. <laughs> Aye, there's got to be some bad recordings. Uh, I think you might have sent them to me now. So I, I, I should have. Yeah. I think, I think um, if we've got any bad recordings of one of our songs, we're going to drop one in now. The band was always a tricky one. I think, I think there's different types of creative block as well. Like ones in music are very different to ones in art or writing. Like I've not, yeah. I'm not a creative writer by any stretch. Like I can't do that. That's something I've got better at actually. Really, more kind of poetry as opposed to prose. Mm. Or uh, I have done a couple of bits of prose. It's normally just an idea will strike me and I'll go, oh yeah, go on, I'll, I'll run with that. And I'll, I'll do a, a few pages on it or something. Uh-huh. If I was gonna do that. Mm long term I'm sure I'd have plenty of days where I was just stumped for ideas and yeah. I had to really sit down and think well what am I actually going to do what was, am I going to do I felt like as soon as you start churning out the bad ideas the good ones come to you so like we had so many songs that we used to scrap um, yeah, and I quite like I actually quite like this idea of just using music as a theme that we can build this whole idea around because at least it's communal in that sense like um, but trying to get those ideas out we had so many bad songs we just scrap you, you think like any any band when they make an album they say right we've done a hundred songs now we're going to whittle it down to ten yeah yeah exactly like there's so many b-sides um like one of my favorite artists is called alex g parentheses sandy um he's an australian guy actually he's from america you fucking idiot this sounds so yeah, no, it is. <laughs> it really is. I think like he was originally called Alex G, and then he had to undergo a name change because like there's also a girl that's called Alex G, and they're both acoustic artists. But anyway, he's got like seven unreleased albums. They're all on YouTube and Bandcamp. He's got three major releases, and that's it. Um, but all the songs are fucking amazing, and I love that idea. So that's what I'm trying to do now: is I'm writing songs, and I'm going to release them on. Well, "Quote unquote," release them on Instagram and do the artwork for them. Um, Unfollow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ooh, oh, unsubscribe from that account. Ooh. Get out. Um, so that's the plan, anyway. But like, I just like this idea of getting all the shit songs out as well, because at least then it's out there, and you can have it judged objectively. Um, you say they're, they're shit songs now, but um, I know that there's an uh, artist. They did one album back in twenty. No, so 2008 or whenever, I can't remember what it is. Uh-huh. And then one of their albums 10 years later was pretty much all the uh, 10 songs that didn't quite make it. Oh, really? And it was still just as good as an album. No way. So they're like, oh, they're not great now. But then as they mature, they're like, actually, we really like They tweaked, they tweaked yeah, it quite yeah. a bit. Mm. 
Um, but the basis was there. It was the sort of the core sounding. Of the I suppose, that, yeah. As time goes on, you can kind of look back at stuff a bit more objectively and say, okay, well, that was fine. Or I could have done better, you know. Um, I feel like if you're too precious about your work, that is going to be a massive cause of creative block. Yeah. Like, you just have to be a bit fearless, don't you? I th- well, it's the thing of it not growing. Yeah. Well. We kind of think, oh, I must do something different. Uh-huh. But sometimes that's not what the people... Like, yeah, your, just... Your fans or exactly. whatever... If you've built that fan Whatever base. it is, music or books, it's, they don't always want something different. No. They just want something. Yeah. Yeah. Like... The, they, they like your stuff previously. I don't. You don't want to keep doing that because you go stale. And you, it's definitely possible to over overthink mm. your stuff and over criticize your own stuff too mm. much. Just as an example, Franz Kafka, famous author, he wrote the the trial testimony, <laughs> trial the castle. I think on his deathbed, he wrote a friend a letter asking him to burn all of his work like all of his work but the friend didn't do that which is the only reason why we have his works now and they're really famous and he's world renowned yeah yeah he didn't like all of his stuff he didn't like any he didn't think it ought to exist he wanted it burst why was he doing it oh I don't know (laughs) he got bored yeah well I think he he was passionate about it and he wanted to write it's not a million miles away from Van Gogh he was really? really. He was um, pretty much homeless during his life. He was, was only, he? he was only famous till after he pretty like later life or after his death. Sure. Although, how did he feel about his own work? Did he think it was good or bad? I, I generally don't know. Um, mm. Wasn't there? Um, <laughs> 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 right, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> no, but I, yeah, he he was otherwise though homeless. He, I don't know if he didn't did not like his own work, but. At the very least, it wasn't appreciated. Aye, yeah. Um, and his early stuff was very different to the later stuff. Now, the world's most famous Aye. artist by. There was like seven of those flowers as well. Yeah. Like, I had no fucking clue. And then there's one in the National Portrait Gallery. Yeah. Went and saw it the other day, and <laughs> it was just like, yeah, it's not as good as the other one. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> there's another one. I went to the um, Louvre in Paris. Uh-huh. Where you, uh, have you been to Paris? No. Anyway, um, I'm not that cultured. No, I don't mind. The Mona Lisa is tiny. Is it? It's so small. Is it not always got people crowded around it? Oh, as well? yeah, it's like, um, it, to be honest, all anyone does is go to there and they really? go to. Um, oh, what's this? Um, I know you'll know this. In The Simpsons, he has the gummy statue. Oh, the Venus de Milo. Yeah. People go to that and the Mona Lisa, that's it, they don't go to any it's, it's the biggest mu- like, art gallery museum in the uh, world. And people just go for the, yeah, most people go the to gummy Venus to Milo. <laughs> and then um, it's probably no bigger than a TV, really? like you, when you put it as portrait. So it's not actually a tiny gummy? No, 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 I'm talking about the Mona Lisa. Oh, right, no, okay. No, 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 How no. big is the Venus de Milo? Uh, can it get stuck to your arse? And can you be accused With of... enough glue. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty heavy. No, it's, that's quite big. Fair there's enough. not much security there, but no, the Mona Lisa, there's like a barrier, security, another barrier behind, like, I assume, bulletproof brass. What's the one of Mr. Bean where he makes a portrait? Winston's mother or something? Come on, Charlie Brown. I'll hold the ball and you kick it. Sorry, we should give a bit of context that your your work is um, sock puppet making. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which, sock, yeah, sock puppet making. So it 
it's a bit weird when you go into a room with socks on your hand at first and um, <laughs> I, found, really... I found googly eyes is a bit weird it's uh, a bit much when you're waving at people and it's like you've got to sew buttons on the eyes it's a bit, bit more <laughs> with cute. them on your hands at the same time yeah, oh, uh, yeah you I can, can see your scars them. like <laughs> <laughs> they all look like um, Abe from Abe's Odyssey <laughs> <laughs> they've all got the bit at the top the wiggly bit um Actually, speaking of Google, did you see uh, um, a fishmonger somewhere? He's stuck, yeah. Somewhere in Africa. He stuck Google eyes on the fresh fish to make it look fresh. Yeah, look at making it look more fresh. Um, I think that's great. But yeah. Oh, sorry, just as an aside, I saw this amazing fish today. It's called a parrotfish. I, I advise everyone, if they've not seen this fish before, to go look up a parrotfish. It is the happiest looking fish you will ever see in your life. Look at that. It's like a little mohawk. Like... Yeah. It's got for for anyone that hasn't got access to the internet, the parrotfish has got lips. <laughs> it's it just has. it's constantly pouting, but it looks like, like like the fins. Or if you're not looking straight on, it looks uh, like um it's been gelled up. Yeah, it's like slicked back. It's like hey, it's the fawns of fish. What the fuck were we talking about? Um, creative. <laughs> creative block. Right, let's go through some types of creative block, boys. Are you prepared? I hope go you on. are. Go right, on. here's here's some causes and solutions to creative block. We will then think of our own. So, the first cause of Creative Block is that you are thinking too much. The solution provided by the website Creative Block is to go somewhere new or to read a book. Right. How do we feel about this? Uh, I, I think we should reserve judgment until we've heard a couple more. Okay, yeah. right. So, you're thinking I mean, too much. When, when you say go somewhere new, I'm going to go on that one. Right. Like, different town or literally, like, just go to, like, the next a walk, room. <laughs> or, like, a walk to a park you haven't been to before, like. I think you'd be in yeah, yeah. Brand, um, brand new or just brand new brand new well eventually you're going to run out of brand new places <laughs> if you get a lot of creative block you haven't know, been to Mars yet uh, oh, no I'm to Mars you're quite right right oh, the, I meant just as in like everyone in the world it wasn't you specific <laughs> <laughs> well I feel like my response is relevant to both categories <laughs> I feel like no, you made a great um, error what's his name Damon has Matt Damon Matt Damon yeah because yeah, he was stuck on right. it wasn't he That's Matt Damon's been yeah. what was that film called uh, Matt Damon Martian. on Mars oh yeah Matt <laughs> <laughs> Damon anyway aye right so types create a block you're thinking too much yeah Don't go, know somewhere, go somewhere new you're before. feeling too much feeling too much in your heart this is what it says okay right the next one what's the solution to your creative routine isn't working I want to know the solution yeah, to feeling, feeling too much right. in my heart Right, you, the, the solution, feel less. Pizza blockers. Um, <laughs> uh, remind yourself why you create. I'm not sure that these solutions are necessarily Practical. marrying yeah. up to the problems. No, I feel like you're right. Because, like, learn why you create this. You're getting more emotional. Oh, wait, apparently a good solution to feeling too much is to do a repetitive, non-creative task. So basically, <laughs> <laughs> Or Hoover. I knew there was a reason that I didn't get you on this. <laughs> would, would that solution yeah, yeah. not be just as relevant? I know. I, I, get, I, no, well, I get that. Because you're doing the mundane, and then when you do the mundane, either A, you switch off, or you just start thinking about random stuff. Like when you're driving, you, know, you switch off, and then you think, like, I do not remember the last 10 minutes of that journey. Mm. Like, particularly motorway driving. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then there's a whole gaggle of dead bodies behind them. Now. The correct uh, collective noun for yeah. dead bodies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah what was it, gaggle? <laughs> Edit that out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but no, like, 
you just in the mundane, and then you could just be thinking about random stuff. So mm. yeah, the, the, uh, no, just I, do something boring, or mm. as they say. Yeah, I know what you mean. And you, you, you ever had that as well, where you something's on the tip of your tongue, you know that you know something, but you I, just can't. Yeah. Articulate it. Yeah, right. but then if you think about something else for five minutes, then it comes to you. Right, there's a reason for that. Um, so I went to a talk in Peckham Rye uh, a few months ago, and it was great. It was a funding talk, and I think I might have mentioned this before, but there is a, a process with this, um, and this is kind of the crux of what I wanted to talk about. When it comes to solving creative block, the best thing you can do is nothing. Stop trying to do the creative task that you're doing. Walk away from it, and then come back to it because um, I think we, we might have discussed this before thought, yeah. yeah on the very first episode yeah. um, because basically there's a part where your neurons and your brain have to cross over and you have to absorb what you've been learning um, and apparently when you sleep that's what happens as well so it's mm. very very good for that yeah I've heard that so that's all you have to do just walk away and I found that like with, with um, freelancing and with personal projects and stuff the best solutions come when I'm not actually thinking about it but I think this is where we discussed it before with deadlines that's not practical so is there a way around that like do you switch to a different task do you go for a drink do you go for a walk is it, how do you switch off and how do you just not think about something I think you can do that in your work day easily uh, I do it all, all the fucking all... time I just zone out well, you just you just walk out of the office or walk wherever your place of work. I mean, it's a bit different in the hospital. We can't we really do that? Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> I just walk out for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, uh, well, why is this need of not going? I walk out for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but otherwise, yeah, you you walk away like for five minutes, or you you just chat to someone, just and then you come back and go. Amazing. Unlike feeling too much, where you just simply give yourself something bad to make. Apparently, is another solution. Something bad to make. Yeah, make something bad. Uh, number How three. Do you knowingly make something. No, oh, I'm sure you can. Actually, I'm not a great person, really. But knowingly make something. Bad. You tell me your sock puppets aren't bad. <laughs> they're, no, they're amazing. <laughs> your creative routine isn't working. Number three. Uh-huh. What's your fucking routine? Everyone's got a different practice. Feel like these yeah, aren't very good. All right, then. What is what is your routine for? What, for example, when you're writing a song. Oh no, let's talk about your work. Then. Yeah. What do you do when you've got a new project for work? Mm. What's your What's the first thing you do? See, that's a bit different because my work is. If it's freelancing, it's like there's like a process where I would research, see what the competition's like. It's very methodical. Why well, there's no competition? Then I I, I win. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, done. Well, no, you, say, you say that there's no competition Aye. and you win, but you still got to get the brand. Yeah, you still got to get the job done. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you've got to research. So you, can't, you can't compare. No. Yeah, and you might hit create a block because you can't find something to compare it to. That's a very good point. You've just got to start generating concepts yourself. Then look at influences, look at research, look at what other people have done. A good bit of advice we I've had two beers. A good bit of advice that we got during uni was to do primary research. So there was a really good study of um, I think it was Stefan Sagmeister's a famous designer called Stefan Sag. <laughs> Fuck me! How do you say Stefan Sagmeister. Sagmeister, right? There's a creative designer. There's a designer. Stefan Sagmeister. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> Stefan Sagmeister um, did this thing where he had to rebrand like a national theatre in Amsterdam and instead of looking at like the performances and what was being shown at it and what the history of it was he went and looked at the building and it was a very unique shape and he built a whole identity based around this shape and it was basically saying you know whatever it is that you want to come and see here it will adapt and it will be a performance of xyz and then there were like color tones to fit the performance that were going on all based around these shapes so you know it, it's about doing primary research being in a space observing what your subject matter is like we had a project in uni where we had to sit in a spot for five hours 
and be inspired by that. Make sketches, make marks, listen to sounds, record noises, speak to people, and then produce a response to it. Like my mate had a brilliant response, um, Tom, who was on the previous podcast. He sat in his spot and then he ended up setting up a breakfast table there uh, because I think in the morning there was more people there so he thought he'd invite him to breakfast. So he set up a full kitchen table, had cereal, milk, invite people to come have breakfast with It's different. Just have, yeah, muck about, just have a laugh. Kellogg's Frosties, the crisp golden flakes with the crisp golden flavour. That sugar sparkle is toasted clear through. They're good. Good? Yeah, they're good. So then, is everything you do very influenced by what other people have done before you? Well, I think it depends, doesn't it? It depends on the context of it, because... What what are you designing it for, or what are you making for? With music, no, I'll just do what I think sounds nice, yeah. and I'll just pick a load of random shit, and I'm not saying it's successful. So that's the thing. I am basing this on the fact that I am not a well known maker in that area. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's very easy for me to be like, ah, oh, fuck it, do what you like. But like, if you're doing, if you're creating something for your work, then you have a very specific yeah outcome. you give him a spec to be fair like yeah, we, we, we get a brief want, yeah. we kind of want this to be not the end product because that's you to make it but this mm. is our intent for it exactly so yeah kind of have a, you've got a better idea of what's what the purpose of it is but when it comes to songwriting and stuff i don't have a process at all i just kind of go with what feels right yeah. which is a very arty wanky way of being like oh i go with the flow but it's true like i just do what feels right so when if i'm trying to do some writing mm. for do you remember just for a, a little bit of background do you remember uh, Yes. We remember anonymous person. <laughs> Do you remember that guy? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. There was a guy, I, from yeah. high school, I. Reconnected yeah. in Worcester a while ago. Mm. Um, just happened to bump into him. Mm. And he said, oh, do you want to come to my show uh, in, you know, a couple of weeks? He was, and he got into um, spoken word performing. Slam poetry. Slam poetry? Slam poetry. Slam poetry. Long story short, went to his show. It was really good. I now find out that I like spoken word oh, poetry. Nice. So that kind of got me started again. Oh, right. Doing a bit of writing because I find it easier to write stuff uh, visualising myself kind of speak, performing it. Mm. Mm. It gives it a little bit of context instead of just I'm writing some words on a page because poetry yeah. in high school was bloody boring. Yeah, it was. It so turned, so turned me off poetry. Maybe I want to actually read some like poems. And so uh, I started writing a bit more. Mm. But I found myself falling into the same like traps every time. Everything right. I was writing had the same kind of rhythm. Mm. And it had the same like amount of syllables per line and that kind of thing. So yeah. I had to really consciously try and not do the same thing every time. Yeah. No, I get behind that. I think, yeah, anything kind of rhythmic, it is very easy to fall into that trap. I think it's easier to mix it up with songwriting because you can mix up time signatures mm. or influences. Like, if you write a jazz song, it's not going to sound the same as a Latin song, is it? Although, so, how many different time signatures did we do in the band? We mixed it up quite a lot. Did we? Yeah. Oh, we shit. Four, four. Oh. I possibly... We did a bit of swing, occasionally. Like... That was syncopated 4-4, but it's still 4-4. Well, you are the drummer. Yes, I am. What do you call a, a guy who hangs out with musicians, John? I don't know. What do you call a, a guy? I really want to know the answer to this. A drummer! I didn't see that one. Hey! Oh, that was drums. Drums. What's the sound when you, uh, when you run over a child carrying cymbals? It's a Jim Carr joke. Oh. <laughs> Bands you went into locally, did you just do cover songs? Did you try and write your own songs? Because I know as people from, you probably didn't all have the same musical influences. I know obviously yours is more punky, theirs may not have been. 
the band that I'm doing now. Yeah. So do you guys write music or is it mostly covers that you do? Uh, at the minute, we're only doing covers. We're doing mostly pop punk stuff. Mm. We're doing yeah. Green Day, Offspring. Uh, what else have we got at the minute? Some 41. That's that's the majority of is it. That- Again, not being a musician, that must be hard when you've got people from different... You don't have the same... You have a, a vague interest in the same music, or you know, one person will like pop-punk, but they kind of like more rock, or another person will like more, a bit more of electronic stuff. That must be... It's... Butting of heads and mm. in the same way. It's yeah. interesting you say that, actually, because when I first moved back to Worcester from Newcastle and I wanted to get a band, I thought, oh, it's going to be easy. Um, uh, I'll be tripping my, over myself for the bands that need you have guitarists fucking falling out of your pocket well, exactly. you got a bassist banging this over <laughs> but it took so li- yeah. literally about two or three years for me to find anyone to play with sure is that because you just didn't get on with them well firstly it was because there weren't as many bands out there as I thought there would be aye um, Worcester not being a massive time. yeah I did try out for a few bands but like you say musical differences mm. are yeah. quite huge sometimes mm. and a lot of the bands as soon as we started playing I just knew no that's not what really? they play how yeah. do you know like what what would you away? just it just wouldn't turn up in kiss outfits dressed up as a leather <laughs> daddy you're like oh, no. Jesus one comes up in a gimp suit you're like oh not again not quite my style no um, <laughs> John turns up at the games soon like, yeah, oh, you're not over after me like, Damn it. <laughs> I was reading the wrong advert <laughs> uh, however do you need a gimp <laughs> it would mainly be just the, they wanted to play a different kind of musical style right but even after finding this band now and we're all pretty much on the same page I mean the guys themselves even then there's different musical tastes there's one guy who quite liked stoner rock he likes right. Queens of Stone Age he liked uh, he also likes stuff like Tool older more proggy right right yeah, yeah. there's another guy who loves Mumford and Sons and Frank Turner. also it wasn't necessarily that they all collectively liked one different style of music everyone liked a different style of music well uh, this this time mm. everyone seems to like different kinds of music right right we all want to play the same kind of music yeah we're all interested in playing pop punk but if you had to start writing something that would be a different kettle of fish well it, it well I'm not actually, I think that might actually be easier mm. than doing covers because even trying to pick covers there's still some disagreement about really? what to play even though it's a cover even though we're all we all want to play pop punk there's still disagreement about what we actually want to play it's sometimes like, they all sound the same don't they pop punk well yeah <laughs> well, every every pop punk song is about pizza or, or girls. <laughs> I fell in love with a girl at the rock show. She said what? I told her that I didn't know. She said pepperoni, and I said Hawaii. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, or I want to fuck a dog in the ass. You know, it's not exactly inspired, is it? But then writing our own stuff, I think that might actually be a bit easier because we don't necessarily have a sound that we're aiming for. You it can just be go. a big collaborative process. See, that'd be nice. A sound of I work out. I, you said uh, it'd be a big collaborative process, but I mean, Mumford and & Sons and Tool, very different. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Ah, we'll stone you, stone you. Yeah. Yeah. I, that I wasn't like, Tool. Boy. Was it not? No, that it was, was Tool. Oh, oh fuck. Oh, Tool and Soil, one syllable. <laughs> True, I really love Gajira, but I don't want to be in a band that sounds like Yeah, Gajira, no, but so. like... Shakira. That's like Gajira, idiot. <laughs> Gajira, Gajira. Shakira, Shakira. I'm guessing if he's that chap who's like into the stone rock, that's going to be his... 
what he'd normally listen to. It's just that so happens pop punk is probably quite fun to play. Mm. But if he had to write his own stuff, would it be pop punk? Mm. Probably not. Mm. Yeah. Um, Although in saying that, like, th- there's two interesting things that you've said there. Listening and reading interviews when I was younger about like who people listened to, they never tried to recreate the music that they listened to. Like, yeah, you know, there's there's bands like I think it was like I used to read that Green Day, uh, the lead singer from that was really into, like. 70s rock or something or yeah. it was never influenced by punk mm. but he wrote punk music or pop punk and then like I, I mean you'd assume the Sex, the Sex Pistols couldn't listen to punk music so their influence might have been Teddy Boys from the 50s yeah. do you know yeah. so mm. even for myself like now I'm writing 80s synth music slash folk but I still listen to rock and like vaporwave <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah. like it's it's yeah. two completely different spectrums so well, you'll be getting influences in different regards so you won't be getting necessarily the pace or mm. whatever it may be but I mean Green Day to Led Zeppelin is probably not a, a fair representation like lyrically but, but that's a good example well you used to listen yeah. to Led Zeppelin and, and Maiden but you played yeah. in a punk band yeah. yeah so but when it comes to sort of lyrically they'll probably get their influences from, from Led Zeppelin how they write what their themes are but not necessarily the actual style so yeah. and just bringing that background to creative block maybe then that is a good way of getting around it look at different influences yeah you know look at something beyond your comfort yeah. zone and try something out new mm. and if it doesn't work you might come back to what you enjoyed doing before and be like I've got a fresh take on it um, and the other interesting thing that you brought up then was saying about collaboration that's a great way of getting past it collaborating and trying yeah. to work through creative yeah. differences fucking brilliant whenever I did um, collaborative projects in uni or just any sort of collaborate with a music or not it was a brilliant way of writing out a new song because how many uh, we've said this before but how many times did we come in I've got an idea and it's like oh, okay well I'm, why don't we try this and it's like oh fuck and it just clicks yeah. yeah. So and it ends up being totally different to what you imagined it first time round yeah that's yeah. it you think everyone thinks the same as you everyone likes the same as you reality is no. So different. Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. I mean, you look at the three of us in this room, and only one of us has got sock puppets on his hands. Exactly. <laughs> and, he, and he looks fucking mad, but I tell you what, oh, what a look. My hands are toasted. <laughs> Gents, pick a five word sentence to describe Creative Block. That's quite a lot of words. Five words. Ah, fuck this shit, bollocks. Fuck <laughs> this shit, bollocks. Well done, yeah, I fair enough. I had yeah. throw bollocks in at the end. <laughs> <laughs> that was my intent. I'm off to the pub as well. As I'm off to the pub. Wonderful, right. Well, I mean, I suppose that does summarise it in one way or another. Yes. Um, gents, congratulations, you are both wonderful people. Have a badge. Sock Yay! <laughs> For my sock puppets. <laughs> Just jam it into your hand. Go! <laughs> Uh, John you've got a second badge Yeah. this was the Maker Mess podcast thank you for listening to us uh, next episode we will have how's it going lads it's Paul here obviously I think you know my voice by now um, this is just a quick message at the end of the podcast to say that there won't be any episodes for a couple of months I'm actually going to end the series uh, but I want to emphasise that I'm ending the series and not the podcast so let's call this whole thing series one I think I should probably give you a bit of context for why I'm doing that. Um, Just because when I started this back in March, I had a lot less commitments. (laughs) And um, I've had a lot of stuff come up in the past few months that's just kind of taken priority. Um, I always did this as a hobby. And I know I've got, like, ambitions for it and I enjoy doing it. But trying to get around the country to record podcasts is not easy, lads. Like, there's not enough people in London. So... What I need for Series 2, I need something off you. If you are a maker, get in touch. Um, because I need to know who wants to be involved. I've got people lined up 
Um, we have got shows coming up about screen printing, about exhibition curation, architecture. Um, there's all sorts planned. So please bear with me because um, it'll be coming back in the new year. Uh, in the meantime, feel free to go back over old episodes. If you want to come on, do get in touch on Instagram. Um, I'm at paul.t.d. Um, and it'd be nice just to hear from people that actually listen to the show and enjoy it. Because um, I have no idea who listens to this. I can see analytics on SoundCloud that tell me if you're from the UK, um, if you're from Malaysia, if you're from America, Canada. But I, can't, I can't don't know who, actually know who listens to this. So if you listen to it, let me know because it's great to hear from people. And that makes it as well a bit more motivating for me to continue it when I actually hear back from you guys. Um, so yeah, get in touch. Um, there is potential for a Christmas episode. Uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes and uh, I'll maybe upload it around about the December period late December, we'll see what happens but yeah, unfortunately, just because of other commitments I've had to postpone this and I don't want to keep churning these out quickly I, as I've said before, I want to take my time with these but what I'm going to use a couple of months off for is to work at a best practice and get some recordings done in advance so that you're not waiting almost two months again for an episode um, <laughs> I've really been cheeky with this episode and snuck it in right at the end um, of the month so I can stick to that one month plan that I originally had but let's say that when you get a backlog um, and you've got to record like mad and try and get in touch with people and just try and get about the country to various places it's pretty tricky but anyway I'll, look I hope you enjoyed it um, I've enjoyed doing it again stressing that it's not the end of the, the podcast it's just the end of the series series one is over series two will be it's it's going to be a good one but bear with us in the meantime and uh, I'll chat to you soon. Mm-hmm.